Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Queer Street. Woo! So, before we get started with this week's book, exciting, um, I just found out today, um, the husbands over at Shelf Possessed, Craig and David, just uh, sent me a message earlier today saying that um, the website Bloody Disgusting released the first five minutes of the new Fear Street 1994 movie that's out on Friday on Netflix. So, of course, you know I watched it like 47 times. Well, y'all, it is so good. Like, it definitely gives some scream vibes. I'm not going to really talk too much about it. We're not going to watch it here. But um, it shows covers of some of the books, a cheerleader book. Oh, definitely doesn't give too much away, but it definitely starts off with a little bit of a original scream with, like, Drew Barrymore and... Uh, uh, you know how it all starts. And it's um, the actress that it starts with. It's the one that we've all seen in the uh, in the trailers and the, the teasers is um, the girl in the bookstore, which is B. Dalton, which uh, totally takes me back to the 90s, y'all, I'm telling you. B. Dalton, Walden Books. Uh. Anywho, it's Maya Hawk from uh, Stranger Things. She's the girl from the third season that works in the ice cream shop with What's-His-Face and she ends up being a lesbian. Uh, I love her. Anywho. So it's just what you see. It doesn't give too much away, but um, so it's definitely going to seem like the series is going to start off with a little bit of nod to Scream. So that's super exciting. I'm very excited about that. But anywho, go check that out. And now on with the show. This week, we're going to be talking about the 20th book in the original series, The New Boy. Now, kind of cool, you know. Fear Street 1994 releases on Friday. This is the first book published in 1994, January 1st, 1994. It's at 150 pages. So, you know, around normal, a little bit above some of the other ones. Um, the cover is not one of my favorites, but it is kind of funny to look at. So we've got this girl and in true 90s gear, she's got this chunky uh, white cable knit sweater and a jean jacket over it. And she's got um, severe bangs. I mean, like, and she is standing with her She's facing you. Her back is to the door and there's a guy like peering in the door. The door's like cracked open and he looks all like, you know, suspicious and he's half in shadow. But the look on her face, it, it, I'm sure she's supposed to look scared or nervous or like she's hiding, but it really looks disgusting. Like, ugh, oh my God, he is following me in another broom closet. She looks so over this guy. It's, it, it's not fear on her face. It's absolute disgust it's hilarious but she is clearly supposed to be our main character because she's got some red hair she uh fits the fits the bill the description we get of our main character but let's go ahead and go oh first of all yeah the little blurb on the front he was a hunk of trouble now come on that's good that's good y'all so here's the blurb on the back it says what a hunk when handsome mysterious ross gabriel comes to shady side high all the girls want to date him even the ones who already have boyfriends because they're all whores apparently that's I that was just me ad living it doesn't really say that Janie even faith goes so far as to make a bet which one of them will go out with him first but then the murders begin and it starts to look like dating Ross means flirting with a gruesome and untimely death <laughs> will Janie's dream date with Ross turn out to be the night of her life or the night of her death now that last part, I did like this. That's a good blurb, not the best cover. I mean, it's a good cover, Bill Schmidt, but I don't. I, I feel like Janie is really more disgusted rather than feared of, of Ross. But he stole their hearts. Does he want their lives too? Oh my gosh, that's on the back too. I am loving this. Okay, so this is book number 20, right? Okay, so um, our book starts off, we meet Janie Simpson and it, talk, it says that's two weeks before, quote, the murder. 
Um, she notices the new boy. He's got curly brown hair, dark brooding eyes. And then um, as she's sitting there noticing him in the hallway, it says two cheerleaders pass, Corky and Kimmy. Um, hello. Fun fact, that is like the trilogy, the cheerleaders, the first, second, and third evil. Love it, which actually... Harkening back, this is all just wrapping together. So, like, this was this episode was just meant to happen today because in the five first five minutes, when the guy uh, jumps out who's wearing the skull mask and he goes to stab that girl, he stabs her right in. Oh, it looks like he stabs her in the gut. If it, it, I'm not, I'm, I'm leaning over, pretending I'm being stabbed in the gut. That's what that voice was. You just couldn't see me because this is a podcast and not a YouTube channel. But he ends up stabbing her right in a book she was holding, and it's the cheerleaders of first evil. So, I thought that was kind of cool. So, here we are, in 94. So they walk by and there's some main characters from that cheerleader series, which we will get to eventually. Okay. So she's short, she's thin, she doesn't wear makeup much, but you know, her girl, her girlfriend's Faith and Eve are always teasing her, you know, that she needs to try harder, she, you know, to get a boy because, you know, that's what it's all about in the, in the, um, in the nineties. So she is in the principal's office waiting on her friends, Faith and Eve to come and count some money. They, um, they were in charge of the dance and they, uh, just rated it. it was the most successful dance and so but they're not they're not there yet and so she's like where are these damn girls right well in comes uh in comes eve and she is she is she was late because she was hearing some good dirt because dina and gary who we know we've already met them in previous show, books almost said shows broke up now so there's the tea so she had to listen to that but she's like i don't have the money do you and she's like no do you <gasps> Oh my God. So the money's missing. So chapter two, we hurry to find Faith at her locker. She doesn't have the money. What? But it was just a joke. She really does. Oh my goodness. But before they can go to count it, there's the new boy and blood is dripping down his arm. Well, both Faith and Eve jump to go take him to the nurse and he introduces himself as Ross Gabriel. So uh, Janie, you know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride here, doesn't jump to the task quick enough. And so she's left to take the money and start counting. So um, flash forward to that. The girls come back. They've counted. It's They've counted all a little over $1,200. And, you know, I had to go find out what inflation rate. That's $2,100 today. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like that much for a dance. I mean, unless the tickets, tickets, <laughs> unless the tickets were like super cheap. Anywho, I don't know. Well, you know, so they're eyeing the book. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's so much money. And, um and uh, it mentions that, you know, Eve's parents are out of work. They're very poor, but Faith's parents are super rich. You know, they live in the North Hills section because that's where the rich kids live in Shadyside. Well, then Ian and Paul come in and that's Ian is Eve's boyfriend and Paul is um, Faith's boyfriend. They come in, they're playing around, they're tossing the money, they're joking about, oh, money, you know, because they're teenage boys and it's apparently a shit ton of money. Well, in walks Principal Hernandez and he says, you're suspended for the rest of the year, but he's also just kidding because apparently everybody's just in a damn good mood at Shady Side High and they just want a kid and just make everybody scared. So, um, they finish counting, they leave the money in a filing cabinet, and they go to tell the principal, but he's on the phone, and then by the time he gets off the phone, they can't remember how much money they counted. So Janie runs back to it, and she can't find the money. It's missing for reals this time, y'all. Oh. oh, my goodness. Where is the money? Where is the money? Show me the money. So she's upset. She, um, We're in the next chapter now. She's at home. She can't focus because she's so sick about this money. Luckily, they weren't held responsible. They'll find it. So she decides to go to Faith's and Paul's there. 
And so they're all talking about how this new boy Ross and how he's a jerk because he just moved from New Brighton and he was a running back on the football team. That's some position for football. I don't know what it does. They probably throw a ball or some shit. Um, and um, there's a, Jane, you should totally ask him out, but you're too shy. And then Paul leaves and Faith says, yeah, you should ask him out, you know? So they decide to what we'll have a bet. You and I will see who can ask him out first and the winner gets $10. Wow, a whopping $10. I mean, what the fuck are you going to do with $10 in 1994? I mean, you couldn't even see a movie then. Anywho, but then Eve calls and she's in on it. So now it's up to $20. Woo-woo! And see who we can get it. And so as, get the date with Ross first. So as Janie is getting ready to leave, Faith goes, um, by the way, we know that you stole the money. Uh, next chapter, she's just kidding again because Faith is an uber bitch and with no sense of humor. Thanks, Faith. So the next day we're in chemistry and um, Janie's assigned as Ross's partner. She's like, oh my God, what, you know, perfect, I'm going to win. So he's really smart with chemistry and he makes a stink bomb with the chemicals. And we get a little flash, um, a little cameo of Ricky Shore. You know, he's our queer way back. We've seen him a couple times, three or four times. Um, so the teacher leaves, and everybody's all happy. And so they go to leave the class after the bell, and he's staring behind, not he, sorry, I should tell you, Ross is staring behind Janie in horror. So next chapter, she turns around and looks, there's just a girl with white blonde hair, but when she turns around, Ross is gone. So later that night, Eve announces that she won the bet. Oh my gosh, because she just went out right up and asked him. And so then we flash forward to Friday and Faith and Janie are together. And Faith is uber jealous because, I mean, screw the fact that both Faith and Eve have boyfriends. You know, whatever. I guess it's all about 20 bucks here, you know. So Faith is upset. She thinks her parents might divorce. And she said, Paul doesn't really like me because he has money. He has to borrow money to fix the transmission in his car. So he's just with me because I'm rich. Yada, yada, yada. Next chapter, where Eve and Ross, they're dating, uh, or they're on their date, and they're um, they're parked by the Fear Street Woods because that's where Ross lives. He lives on Fear Street. And they kiss. He's like, hey, let's go for a walk. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Well, now it's the next day. Ian, remember, Eve's boyfriend, calls Janie. He's like, hey, Eve never came home last night. Do you know where she is? <gasps> so she's like, oh, my gosh. So she can't tell Ian that she was out on a date with Ross. So she's freaked out, right? So she calls her um, Eve's parents. They've already called the police. Turns out Ross is missing as well. Neither of them ever came home. So Ian comes over to Janie's house and they go out for a drive. Ian suspects that something is up. He knows, he's like, you know something. Is she out with, was she out with another boy? I know they tell you everything. I need a drink. I know you girls talk about everything. You know what's going on. And Janie, you know, she's ride or die. She is not going to tell Ian what's going on with Ross. But as they're driving by the Fear Street Woods, she sees something blue out in the feet at like on the edge of the woods. So she's like, what is that? So she goes out to see it is <gasps> it's Eve's body. And the only reason she recognized it is because it was um, her blue jacket that Eve had borrowed. <gasps> her skull has been bashed in. There's flies. So it gets a little kind of graphic here. I'm like, yes, come on. But where's Ross? He's not there. His body's not there. Ian is totally upset now. Right. And then he's totally upset. He's beside himself. We need to call the cops. And he says, oh my God, Eve stole the money. Somebody killed her because they knew she stole the money. And Janie's all like, what the fuck? So um, she tells Ian about the bet, okay, about what's going on. They start to argue. He's like, he's too upset. She goes to drive and he's like, get out. I need to go handle this. I guess he's, it doesn't really say, I guess he's thinking he's going to beat up Ross or be angry. And she's like, no. So she throws the keys because Janie's all upset and she doesn't want him to drive and they're fighting. And then the paramedics come. 
so that was kind of like, eh, 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 eh. you know, so now where they're at the police station, um, Janie and Ian have been questioned by the police to see what they know, you know, because they were the friends and in walks Ross. <gasps> he was in New Brighton with his parents. He took Eve home at 11 the previous night and he, he went home. He left her on the doorstep, said goodnight. Ian does not believe him. He thinks that dude is the killer. So Sunday, Faith and Janie are at Pete's Pizza because that's what you do when you're in Shady Side. And I could go for some pizza right about now. Hmm. Anywho, so Jeannie told Faith about um, Eve and the money. So now they're the only people that know. So she's like, what do you think? Ian thinks that Ross killed her for the money. Ross comes over and he's like, maybe I'll kill you next. <gasps> he's like, well, that's what you, and so the, that was our cliffhanger for the chapter, by the way. And so the next chapter, he's like, well, that's what you think, right? I have no reason to kill her. The police believe my story. Why don't y'all believe me? Well, Faith sees Paul and Ian and she's all like, awkward. I'll be right back. Bye. And so Janie's like, I believe you, Ross, because you know, she's kind of got the hots for this new guy. You know, remember he's got those brooding eyes and that's what everybody looks for in a murderer is brooding eyes. Good looks. And so he's like, Ross, Ross tells her, I only went out with Eve for the money. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, the bet money. Because Janie was thinking about the money, money from the dance. He's all like, yeah, she asked me, she told me, we thought it would be funny. And so we split it. And she's like, oh, well, um, Ian, Faith, and Paul do not buy this shit. Janie's the only one that does. Everyone's skeptical. So Paul offers to drive um, them home because he just got a new transmission in his car. And Janie's like, where did he get this money from all of a sudden? <gasps> so it's Monday night. Ross comes over because he hears that Janie is good with French. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, she is. <laughs> And so he needs help with his French homework. So they do that. And he's like, hey, let's go out to eat. And so um, on the way, and she's like, uh, and I, you know, she's like, she's wondering, Jane's like, is it wrong to go out with him after everybody thinks he killed my friend? Yes, bitch, it's wrong. But anywho, that little horn dog, Janie, you know, she's, she just needs it. Everybody, apparently everybody's for this brooding guy. So they're on the way and the car dies. Oh. <gasps> And so she's like, oh my God, I should have stayed away from it. Everybody told me now I'm trapped. He's going to murder me. So they end up pushing the car to the gas station. Well, Ross pushes it and she steers. Um, find out, we find out again that Ross lives on Fear Street. He parks um, right across from where Eve's body was found. And he's like, I'll be right back. We're like, where does he go? But Janie's like, uh-uh, bitch. So she locks the door and she's like looking for him. Where is he? And then the handle jiggles, but it's just Ross. He's back. So now they go out for dinner and then they get home and they have a kiss. And he's like, hey, you want to go back out Friday? And she's like, sure. You're totally cute. Even though you might've killed my best friend. Yes. So, but then as she gets home, she find, or when she gets back inside the house, she finds out that Ross left his French book. So she's got to go return it. It started to rain, but that's no problem. It always rains here in Shadyside when bad shit's going to happen. So she goes all the way to Fear Street, even though it's night, and she's still spooked because it's Fear Street. And this old woman answers the door saying that no Ross Gabriel lives there. <gasps> I'll let you gasp in horror at that as I take a drink. So the next day at school, Janie's thinking, but I'm so attracted to him. What is going on? So she's looking for Faith. And Faith is like, I heard things from this new girl named Jordan Bly. You might know her. She's got that white blonde hair. Well, she's from New Brighton and she had some crazy things to tell me about Ross. She's like, I'm gonna have to tell you. But then Paul arrives before they can start talking about it and said, Ross has been arrested for murder. <gasps> but then he just appears in the lunchroom and they're like, oh. they think he's a dog. He was like, that's what I heard. So Jamie's like, what the fuck? I'm gonna go talk to Ross. And she's like, what the hell? Where were you? What, what's gonna happen? She's like, He's like, I'm going to have to tell you the truth. She's all like, 
my he's all like my grandmother that's that's who was at the house by the way uh that's the truth he was gonna tell her she gets confused she's like he's like i'm sorry you know i should have told you but i was embarrassed you know so uh and she's like and jenny's like okay i believe you she's like well where were you this morning he's like at the police station because ian told uh, even Ian told the police that Eve stole the money. And so they were questioning me about it, thinking maybe I knew something about it. He's like, do you believe me? And Janie's kind of like, oh, she's getting a little skeptical here, but you know, he's brooding and dark and handsome. So yeah, she's still interested in him. She still believes him. But then he's like, oh, hey, by the way, you forgot this. And he pulls out this blue scarf, but it's Eve's blue scarf. Well, Janie freaks and leaves the lunchroom. Now she realizes, no, no, that was the last straw. A scarf, no. So, you know, now she thinks maybe he is really a crazy killer. And so she's got to get away. She goes to find Paul and Faith, but they're in the car in the parking lot fighting. And then it just says she'll, she never realizes that was the last time she would see Faith alive again. <gasps> so that night she goes to the mall to see Ian at his, um, his, um, at his job at the donut hole, <laughs> which that is such a great, I know we've talked about this before. That's such a great name for him. For a restaurant. Anywho, so they chit chat. She goes home and calls Faith and she's like, Oh, by the way, I never told you, but Jordan told me, she told me some really scary things about Ross. Come over and I'll tell you. So she goes over to Faith's house and finds her dead inside with a fire poker laying next to her. Her head done been bashed in too. So here we get a little more gore. Now I've got two deaths. Now, y'all, one death is always good. When we get a double death here in Shady Side, you know I'm in it to win it. So she's dead. She calls the police, but as she's on the phone, she hears something. And the dispatcher says, girl, get out the house. Run, bitch. So she does. But as she turns to run, she runs right into somebody. And she goes, oh, it's you. And it turns out it's Ian. He's like, I came right over. She said she wanted to tell me something about Ross. And Jane was like, that's what she told me too. And then he freaks out because he sees her. Oh, he's devastated, right? Because his girlfriend's dead. So they're at the funeral. Janie's thinking, nobody's seen Ross in a couple of days. And then she bumps into Jordan. And Jordan's like, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you. And she's like, let's go for a walk. Well, she tells Janie, this is the tea, y'all. This is the tea. It's getting ready to be spilled and it's piping hot. She says that Ross's real name is Robert Kingston. And he that was the name he used in New Brighton. And she knew him there. And he had to change his name and move because he killed his girlfriend. <gasps> Yep, that's right. His girlfriend, Karen Anders, he murdered her in the woods, just like he murdered, um, oh, Eve. That's what her name was. Just like he murdered Eve. And so she's like, the police believed him, but everybody at school knew that he really killed her. And so now Janie's freaking out, am I next? So she's like, thanks for telling me, girl. You know, thanks for having my back. And so she's walking home in the rain. It starts to rain again. Ross appears, grabs her arm and says, get in the car. Oh. <gasps> He's like, I just want to talk. She's like, you're hurting me. I just want to talk. No, you're hurting me. Ah. He's like, I just wanted to give you your scarf. And she's like, he's crazy. I just have to keep him talking though. She's like, I know the truth. He's like, get in the car. She's like, no. He's like, let's go get pizza. She says, okay. What? Really? So, you know, because I mean, pizza, I mean, Pete must have some damn good pizza that you're willing to get your ass murdered for it. So she agrees to meet and let him explain himself at eight o'clock. So she finishes walking home. She gets home. The storm has knocked the phone lines out, but that's normal. Well, it's 830 and she, I guess Pete's Pizza isn't that good or that if she ordered in because she just tricked Ross. It's 830. The, uh, she hears the, somebody knocking at the door. She says, oh, it must be my parents. Well, why would they knock? I don't know, but she's freaked out, I guess. You know, she's not thinking straight because she's got low blood sugar because she never got that pizza. 
But it's Ross. He pushes his way in. He's like, you're a bad liar. And he pulls out the scarf. And Janie thinks he's going to strangle her. So she's starting to freak out. He's like, here's your scarf. You left it in my car. And suddenly Janie's like, oh, yeah, wait. I think that is my scarf. Bitch, now I know how many, A, how many scarves do you have? B, how many scarves did Eve have? That Ain't nobody know what the hell scarf's going on. So she's like, okay, that's the truth. But you still... You still need to tell me what happened in New Brighton. He's like, yeah. He's like, my girlfriend died, but I didn't kill her. I left because of the rumors. It was ruining my life. He's like, I even was out of town um, with my cousins in Waynesbridge, which is their rivals. Remember, Shady Side's rivals. Um, when the night when Faith was killed, he's like, don't you believe me? And she's like, I can't handle this. So she opens the door to leave. And he's like, you're not getting away. He tackles her outside. And he's like, tell me why you won't believe me. And then a car starts to pull up. And she's like, that's my parents. And then he's gone. So he meets her in the hall at school the next day and she's avoiding him. She walks toward Paul and he's like, stay away from her. And they start a fight and everybody's like, fight, fight, fight. Well, it doesn't really happen that way, but it was high school in the nineties. So you know that happened. So she's just like, I can't handle this anymore. So she leaves, right? But then she realized she forgot her backpack. She's got to go back and get it. So she sneaks back into school and well, not sneaks back into school, I guess, because you know, it's after school or whatever, but she got back into school. She goes back into school, get her backpack. Because she's studious, you know what I mean? Your friends have all been murdered. He might be after you next, but a bitch got some homework. I mean, you still got to get them grades, right? In case you live, you got to get into college. So she sees Ross and the principal coming out of his office. So she jumps and hides in a closet and there's something in there. Spoiler alert, next chapter we find out it's just a mop because I guess she's freaked out and this mop is scary as hell. So she runs home. Ian calls. He's like, you have to meet me. I'm, I'm going to come over. I have proof that Ross did it. And she's like get over here. Let us, let's do this. Now we need to solve this. So Ian comes over, gets her in the car. He's like, okay, let's go. So they drive to the fear street woods. And he's like, I've got proof. Come on, let's go. I'm going to show you, you know, right where we, right where, um, I found proof in the woods. So they're walking and she's like, wait a minute, where's the flashlight? What's going on here, Ian? And he's like, look, there's the proof. And it's a bat and it's covered in blood. And he's like, there's the proof. I killed her. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. That's right. Mm -hmm. Take that in while I take a drink. He's like, I killed her. And Janie's all like, what the fuck? He's like, I killed Faith too, because Faith knew about everything. Apparently he just lays all on the line. He says, Eve stole the money for him. Ugh. She was so sweet and thoughtful. She stole it for him, but then she had a change of heart and she wanted to give it back. And he's all like, no, that money was changing his life. He couldn't take another job. And I'm the only one thinking, now, I, don't get me wrong. I could go for $1,200 right now, too. But it's only $1,200, Ian. I mean, shit. How life-changing could it have been? I mean, it might be day-changing. I'll give you month-changing, but life-changing? Anywho, he saw her with Ross on that date, so he followed her home, and he didn't mean to, but he just got so upset, and he couldn't turn the money back in, so he bashed her head in with a with a bat and drug her to the strip. Uh, Fear Street Woods. And then he had to kill Faith because she found out about it. Doesn't really say how she found out about it, but she did. I don't really know. So then as he's advancing on her, up comes Ross to save the day. But before he can save the day, smacks upside the head, gets smacked upside the head with the bat. And so then Janie just has like, she comes to her senses. She's like, you killed my friends. So she jumps at him, knocks him to the ground, grabs the bat, and she's straddling him and she's pushing the bat against his throat. I mean, okay, Janie. Okay, Janie, you've been a little bit of a wallflower, but now this badass bitch is coming out. So Ross is alive. 
he comes up behind her. He's like, I followed you. I wanted to talk more to you. He's like, and I saw y'all. So I followed you here. He's like, now he's like, will you run to the police, run to my house and call the police. And she looks back and she's like, I won't run away this time. And that's how it ends. So it's a little anticlimactic, you know, the ending, but I can overlook a little bit of anticlimactic because y'all, we got two dead bodies here. We got to pour some out for our homegirls, Eve and Faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, sorry, girls. But they sacrifice so that our death count, our death toll can come up to 18. Guys, that's 18 deaths with only 20 books. I mean, we're rapidly approaching a full-on death per book here and snaps to that. I love it. So I gave this book a four because by the end, it was reaching a little. You know, it did have a few loose ends. I mean, obviously, these are YA books from the 90s, as much as I love them. Yes, I know they're going to have a few loose ends every now and then. But this one had a lot, but I still liked it. I thought it was good. I thought this one really, you know, um, I wish it would have been more money. It would have been made a little bit more sense for all of this to be happening. Just over $1,200. I mean, come on now. Mm. Anywho, but Goodreads gives it a 3.66. The fear is clearly just a plain old good old fashioned murder. You know, sometimes you need that. Sometimes, you know, you don't need a ghost. You don't need an escape mental patient. Sometimes you just need a good old-fashioned murder. Isn't that what we all need sometimes? That, and apparently, if you're in, you need 1200 bucks. But now, the queer here, I'm going to go with Ross. Because, you know, he's new in town. Yes, I know, apparently, he had that dead girlfriend back in New Brighton. And, yeah, he was dating around. But I don't know. I never got the vibes. He was really into it. Maybe he did kill that girl. Maybe she found out his secret. Maybe Karen Anders did find out that he was in fact gay. And she was like, look, I'm going to expose you. And he did kill her. I mean, maybe he was a killer. I don't know. But Ross is the queer for this. You know, come for me. But that's just how it is. I just, I call him as I see him. Now, excitingly enough, though, Fear Street 1994 is released this Friday. I'm doing big moves with my hand. Again, you can't see me because it's a podcast, but I'm so excited. So look for an episode this weekend where I will do a little bit of talk. No spoilers though, but I am going to break it, break it down. Wicked, wicked, break it down um, and chat a little bit about it after I watch it 900 times after it's released. I'm hoping that is released. Like when they say Friday, I want 12.01 Friday AM. I don't want like a 3 PM or like a six o'clock that night Friday. I want to be able to watch it all Friday. You tell me it's Friday. I want Friday to be watching it. I don't want Friday evening to be watching it. You know, I want to fit in a couple of viewings in one day. But so I will be here to kiki and spill the tea with you on that, of course. And then next week we do have our next regularly scheduled episode on the dare and spoiler alert i don't think this one is one of my favorites yeah i don't think so but we'll see i can't really remember but that is where we stand this week we've got a queer we've got two dead girls life is good so until then get your popcorn ready get your wine ready so we can watch this movie on friday and we can talk about it i'm so excited i've been waiting for 30 years for this. I, I I can't even, I can't tell you how excited I am. Go watch that trailer, the five, first five minutes of Bloody Disgusting. I'm going to watch it right now. And until then, stay queer. Bye.